You can say it again. I mean, I, 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 you can say it again. I don't care. I'm Mr. Bulldog. Right at the beginning. There we go. Let everyone know what this is going to be getting like. getting into it. <laughs> Welcome to When Dang I Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. This is episode number 20. This is 20. This is a big deal for us. This is a big hairy honking deal. We got Popeyes. We got booze. We got... Stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff. We to got talk lots about. of stuff to talk Jeez, about. Jeez, the nerd archive is going to be so long. It, oh my god, Holy both these shows crap. are going to be. You know, strap in, folks. It's going to be fun. And we're eating. And we're eating. We got fried chicken. You the, should expect this. Fried chicken has become the staple of the lives of Rich and Daniel here. It has it's, been for so long too. It really has. Mm. Wait until we start. We get to the ends and start mowing the cartilage. That's when everybody's going to be really in. Right, board. and there's this level we set on these called the gate, where like you have to. Um, and Brian figured this out because he's our sound guy now. But, but you set the gate, and it only picks you up if you're like loud enough. Mm-hmm. And people will know when we get to the to the cartilage that we start eating. <laughs> nice, kind of like crunch and crunch. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Don't don't touch anything. Don't make the gate higher. What if it doesn't pick us up? Did you really touch it, Brian? Good. That's how the okay, sauce good. is made, folks. So uh, drink. I was like, great, just break the podcast right when we start it, Brian. So <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> He's it has been, Oh, we gotta, we gotta. It has been commented over and over that Brian likes to smack us when we get out of line, and we have asked him in lieu of that to not and throw something at us, preferably soft. In the meantime, anyway. So. We're holding off on getting him a Nerf gun because, well, yeah, he's an actual gun owner. We'll probably all be dead, <laughs> even though it's Nerf. Headshot. So. Headshot. Headshot. Little backstory to this. A while back, my wife was ordering knitted mandrakes from Harry Potter. There was a lady on Etsy that would knit little baby mandrakes that you could set in a pot, and they look all cute and everything. And, uh. I will link to her shop, either on the Facebook or the Twitter or the Instagram. Do it. All of those are either at When Daniel Met Rich or WDMR Podcast. Go ahead and just Google us, and you'll find it on YouTube and everything. We are so up there, too. We really are. Yeah. So, we got some excellent SEO with that. Anyway, so, the lady sent my wife work-in-progress pictures, and... When before she added all the limbs and everything, these things look like angry potatoes. And I told really? my wife as such, and I was like, I would like some angry potatoes. <laughs> so the lady quoted me a price, and I got five angry potatoes <laughs> on key rings. <laughs> so these are mandrake bodies without arms, legs, or any of the fun stuff, and they look like little angry potatoes. If you're on the YouTube, you can see this little... Angry potato. Y'all are gonna be wishing you were watching on YouTube right now. Okay, they're cute. very, they're very cute. They're very soft. The mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Brian gets five of these to chuck at us when we get out of line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. There you go. So, cute. so I don't, and we we don't. There's get, one that looks kind of surprised. <laughs> See if you can find really? it. <laughs> we need to name that one. Oh, Frank. Frank. Frank is the shocked potato. My hands are a little greasy here. Yeah, we got we got chicken hands. So here's the uh, shocked and surprised potato. 
named Frank, which is actually the name of the giraffe head that sits on my countertop that I got for my wife one year as a housewarming gift. So there's two Franks. You know what? There's like probably seven or eight Franks in this house, really. Mike's not here, dude. Oh, I still got a second. We'll set up your second monitor tonight, yeah, too. Don't worry. So, here's the idea. You're not even there right now. Frank is just a placeholder. Yeah, yeah, I didn't set up the, the oh, webcam. webcam yeah, okay, just go. I want audio. Anyway, because I look horrible and nasty and disgusting. Anyway, Frank here is just a placeholder name. You guys send us all the names you want to name this mandrake, this surprise go. little mandrake. And we'll name it that. The best one that you've got. Uh, here, here. We need five names for five potatoes. Yes, five names for five potatoes. Uh, the Those who reach out first will get to name one each consecutively. So uh, reach out to us on Facebook. Yes, or Twitter or Instagram or in the YouTube comments. Woohoo! Anyway, so since our last record, I've done so many things, but uh, one of which was I watched Hereditary. <laughs> and uh, this could be covered here instead of the Nerd Archive just because it was so freaking crazy yeah. and yeah. nuts and just a wild ride. But I need to know immediately um, how how head on was I in suggesting it to you and the way it was going to play out for you? Um, well, I didn't find it particularly scary. It was more just creepy and eerie than anything else. Mm-hmm. And but I did I did enjoy it. That's what I, makes it effective. Yeah, I, I vastly enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. good work there. Good work on the suggestion. Um, I was taking notes throughout it of things to talk about so that I wouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. So first thing on there, let me pull up my notes here. Spoilers for Hereditary, assumingly. So why do people in movies eat bars of chocolate so fucking weird? Okay, you know when you get that Hershey, the bar of plain Hershey chocolate, and it's mm-hmm. sectioned? Yeah. You pull it out of the package, and it's sectioned. How do you eat that? Uh, you break off the sections like a real human being. Okay, you break off the sections and you eat, like, section by section, right? Yeah. Everybody does that, right? Yeah. Oh, not in movies. In movies, they just pick it up and take a bite. They don't even acknowledge the sections on this bar. They just take a bite. Those are in place for a reason, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you want to get the right portion of chocolate when you bite into it. Um, also, you want to get it into your mouth without it, like, melting around your mouth and you don't look like a slob, right? Exactly. So, I mean, when you go in on the corner, you're going to get it at the corners of your mouth. Yep. And you're going to get melt on your mouth and it's going to look like you've been sitting at the toilet eating turds. Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. No one wants that at no all. That's why that you break all. off the sections. Yeah. You snap it off. They're so neat, too. I love breaking off the sections, especially when there's nuts in it. You do a yep. good bar or like a... Freaking Hershey's with almonds, and that just snaps even better when you're breaking off the pieces. Well, see, I like to snap off the sections and smear a little peanut butter on top of the one Hershey, and then make a little chocolate peanut butter sandwich mm. type treat. Mm. Yeah. Except that it's like maybe an inch and a half tall because I fucking love peanut butter and can't get enough of it, mm-hmm. especially with the chocolate. So I just put a big old dollop of cho- of peanut butter on top of the chocolate and then smush it into a sandwich and it's just mm, it's, I'm gonna have to try that next time. it's amazing but little girl in this movie just pulls out this bar and just takes a bite just doesn't even acknowledge that it's sectioned or anything mm-hmm. out of a corner too yeah out of a corner not even like it it just it bothers me so uncivilized and i see this in movies all the time nobody in a movie ever breaks off the sections 
they always just pull it out and take a bite. It's unnatural. Stop it. Uh, you know, here in a couple of years when we make When Daniel Met Rich the movie, um, which if we can get 100 likes on Facebook, I will describe the plot of When Daniel Met Rich the movie because we've talked about it and it exists and it's awesome. But um, 100 likes, folks. Get us 100 likes on Facebook and you'll hear the plot for When Daniel Met Rich the movie. But um, when we do make it, we will have people eating chocolate in that movie deliberately the right way mm-hmm. to set a new standard for Hollywood. Yeah. Um, because uh, let's get real here. You know, um, there aren't that many pretty ladies all over the place. And there's not that many people who eat chocolate like retards. Yeah. So. Indeed. That. Indeed. So there was that. My next no- note. How does this chick look like an older sissy SpaceX? I thought I was watching Carrie initially because Tony Collette looks so similar to Sissy Spacek in this movie. Maybe that's part of the appeal. I think that's part of the design. Mm-hmm. Because this woman throughout the movie looked creepy as shit. And I know that's by design. It's a creepy movie. The It's not necessarily a horror movie so much as it is a creep show movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every bit of this movie is designed to be creepy. It is not a monster movie. It is not a vampire horror movie it is not a gore fest horror movie it's a creep show it's supposed to make your skin crawl and it does so very effectively that's why it's that's why i think it's like the new exorcist or um um omen of our day because it's it's just like so uh, it's not conventionally scary but that's why it's so scary like is because you know it doesn't have a ton of jump scares. There's no. a couple. There's a couple in there, yeah. But when you do get to the end and things do get out of hand, it's oh, terrifying. In the by last 20 th- minutes, you don't stop saying, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, you can't stop. You're just in complete and utter shock by the time things finally, like, you know, uh, cap out. And, I, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get into how we feel about ghosts and stuff later on and ghost stories and stuff that we have in, like, October when we start doing our Halloween episodes and stuff, but, like, dude, I can't, like, I to me, I think watching Hereditary is the closest thing you will ever get to watching a legitimate ghost story. Like, that made me, like, harken back to the way I felt when I was experiencing some things that I just couldn't explain. Yeah. And it, like, it did harken back to me, um, that, that experience to the point that, like I said, that very first jump scare thing. Like, yeah. do you remember, um... And I kind of said this, uh, minor spoilers for Hereditary here, but, like, the very first uh, basically creepy thing to happen is when she sees her grandma on the corner, and her grandma had just died. And it was just yeah. slightly dark, but you could see the shape of her. And it yep. looked like she was barely moving. She was just kind of, like, yeah. hovering, and she kind of was, like, looked like she was smiling. She looked like just turning just a little photo. bit. Exactly, the way she was moving. I yeah. thought that was so spot on in the way that we think we see ghosts or, like, oh, when absolutely. we see something in the dark and we're creeped out. Yep. And in that section, they did something called um, falling third. Excuse me, falling thirds. Okay. Where um, they use this in Inception and stuff. This is something that Hans Zimmer does a lot. But he'll take the score and um, he'll drop it in thirds. So they're evening, even in terms of the way the, the scales are dropping and the tone is dropping, but it's still dropping. 
You're moving, but you're not moving. And that's what it sounds like. It is a literal, like, sound of discomfort outside of things they do, like using the exact same pitch of babies crying to get people, you know, uncomfortable and, you know, uh, and music and stuff like that. But I think this is the some of the best sound design since Insidious, um, because the Insidious soundtrack is yeah. is fucking phenomenal yeah. and terrifying. Yeah, I always pronounce that movie Insidious mm. to mess with my wife <laughs> because of uh, the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. The song in that mm-hmm. is Inside of You, mm-hmm. and uh, I downloaded that song so that I could play it for the wife. When, you know, we want to get romantic. Mm-hmm. And I sit, so the song is inside of you, inside of you. So when I, w- when we rented this movie, I was singing inside Insidious. <laughs> That's so funny. And she was enjoying that. So now anytime she sees Insidious, she sings that because it was just that magical for us. Anyway. That's so funny. I'm trying to remember, um... Did Luke, uh, when he addressed the Sith in The Last Jedi, did he say Darth Sidious and the Sith? I can't remember. Because his name was Darth Sidious. Right. I don't remember. Okay. Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. Nice. I dig it. It's true. I'm into it. Okay. Anyway, so now we're going to get into the spoiler territory for Hereditary. Because my next note deals with uh, the son takes the younger kid to a party because he lies to his mom and tells her that it's a school thing and she makes him take the kid with him and the kid has a nut allergy eats some nuts is freaking out and he's rushing her to the hospital so he's speeding down the road she's in the back seat freaking out because she can't breathe her airway's shutting off and she rolls down the window sticks her head out the window to try and get more air At this same time, there is a thing in the road, so the kid swerves to avoid it and ends up taking off his sister's head with a light post or a power line Uh, Yeah, power line, yeah. Yeah, so there's this post by the side of the road, you know, and as he swerves over and she's leaning out the window, it just takes her head clean off. And he stops for a minute, thinks about what he's done, and then drives home slowly. (laughs) Yep. Gets home, parks the car, and goes up, goes to bed. Doesn't say a word to anyone. Doesn't acknowledge anything. Now, the only thing that would have made it funnier is if he had went, hey, you okay? <laughs> that would be, that would have that would have just True. made it much funnier for me. But that was a bust out loud laugh moment for me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just that fucked up of an individual. But just he swerves. Boink, and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. So I'm wondering, you know, did he did they cut away from like the the action of him calling the police or getting this reporting the accident or anything? No, they didn't. He's in bed and he the camera's on his face as he's laying in bed with his eyes open, kind of in shock. And he hears his mom go, honey, I'm going to go to the craft store. I'll be back soon. And then then door shut. And then. And then, ah! as the mother discovers the headless corpse of her youngest daughter in yeah. the backseat of yeah. the car. Mm-hmm. It then cuts away to show the head still on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is messed up. This, this head is crawling in insects. 
Yeah, ants. And I couldn't help but the first thought in my head being, Hey, I'm Anson High Eyes Johnson, and I've got a sale for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was a top-notch prosthetic, I thought. That looked like a... Oh, it was. Yeah, that looked like a head that was sitting out all night. Um, It definitely did. um, It was so funny because on the Blu-ray menu, did you notice? I did not. If you plug it in... um, Actually, no, because you watched it on my Voodoo, didn't you? Actually, I was a little late in getting the password and username for your voodoo mm-hmm. because I thought you had already gone to sleep since you oh. had to work. So I just went ahead and rented it on demand. Okay. And then as I'm watching it, I get a text with your username and password. <laughs> Great. So uh, if you, I have it on Blu-ray, but I redeemed it on voodoo, of course, because, you know, digital yeah. movies are the shit. And Digital's awesome. Yeah. And if you, uh, if while we were sitting there, I was like, is there, an, is there a bug on the TV screen? And in the menu, they put a little ant that crawls around the edge and looks like it's real. Oh, wow. On your screen, yeah. And you get like, I was just kind of like pushing, I was like, oh gosh. And they were like ants and like on the edge of the screen and it was like moving just, just like a bug too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is, this is going to mess with us later, isn't it? <laughs> and it sure did. That was not cool at all we got microwaves and radios and i can't tell if the price is good because i got ants in my eyes <laughs> but i can't see anything or feel anything oh i might be on fire what, anyway. a, what else so after that and that aftermath the mom really turns into a bitch she was kind of bitchy before, but now she's like a real bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's like, they're at dinner. It's maybe a week or two that the kid's been gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, the younger one, all, Charlie, the younger girl. Yes, Charlie was its name. Her her name. Continue. Maybe? So there's all sorts of illusions in the movie where grandma wanted her to be a boy and we find out why later and the kid's name was Charles. They call her Charlie. Way to break gender norms, by the way, on that one. So she's like yelling at the kid for the accident, you know, and it it, it was an accident. It wasn't like he was intending to. Mm-hmm. decapitate his sister on the way home from a party but mom's like just staring daggers at him and just cannot forgive him for this and he's and you know he's he feels responsible for it too you know it's it's a brutal thing but he goes right back at her and he's like what about you mom mm-hmm. she didn't want to go to the party you made her and I was like go fuck Go, kid, go. Yeah. Throw it in mom's face. And she just unloads. It's this dinner is like super fucking tense anyway. Yeah. And then this just explosion of personality between the two was like, oh, holy shit. They're getting into it and everything. Then it starts getting dark. (laughs) At this point, it's up to this point. It's just creepy. It's not really a. Horror movie. It definitely so felt much. like Act One. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, this is where the movie takes its turn and starts <laughs> going really dark. Just when you thought it so couldn't up get up to this crazier. point, it's just unsettling. Now it's getting creepy and dark. And mom starts learning how to summon spirits from the spirit realm to talk to the kid and everything. And when she starts doing this, people start hearing the kid's tongue click. This kid would. That was not cool. This kid would just. Yeah, it was a clock. All across the board. If she's just sitting there drawing, she would. Whatever. And they would always give it this pause, too, to make it a more defined sound for, for this kid to just, you know, it would be a pausing moment, and they would just pause on her face while she was just staring at something, and then just... Yeah. Out of nowhere. I gotta say, that kind of took me out of the movie a bit, because I knew somebody who would do that. Really? When they were, like, working or oh. something. Just kind of a tick of their personality. But when you're in a quiet setting, and you just hear that over and over and over again, it is so irritating. So when I would hear it, I would just immediately just be like, oh, fuck you. I hate you for doing this to me. I hate that noise. Just like the occasional one or like using it to punctuate something, you know, like a buddy of mine used to do that with his puns, which Mm. was just endearing to me anyway. But doing it randomly as a personality tick is just uh, irritating as shit. So the tongue clicking was bothering me. Um, the other thing that was bothering me, and it was really evident in this movie, nobody in horror movies turns on lights when they go into a room, especially if they're looking for someone. They're like, hey, mom, they'll walk into a dark room. Mom, are you in here? Now, if I'm looking for my wife in rooms and I can't see what's going on in the room, I turn on the damn light so that I can see what's going on. Nobody in this movie even acknowledges that there is a fucking switch on the wall that turns on lights. If you don't have daylight, tough titty. You're just kind of walking around yelling. So that's an impetus of horror movies that well, is yeah. fun. I mean, but, there's a million things wrong yeah. with horror movies. But I mean, in terms of like reason, right? Because right. we can't, you know, how do we how do we create unsettling things if if our characters are removing the things that make us Right. Unsettled, unfortunately. But, you right. know. Is that a steel Star Wars The Last Jedi bucket? Po- popcorn bucket? Yeah. In yeah, the corner. Is. is that a popcorn bucket, though? Yes. And it's steel? Yes. It's legit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Continue. You want to make that the sorry, boneyard? I saw it. I'll bring it over for the boneyard. I mean, we could. I don't know. Is okay. it more of a trash can right now? Because it's just... I'm sorry. I just saw it in the corner, and I was just kind of like, that actually looks cool. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 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 So we got, a, we got a Ford, we got a V8, we got a uh, Poe Dameron helmet. helmet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really Although I cool. guess now it's Alliance. I mean, Not I don't know. Rebellion. This is deep, though. Do you really want to clean this out later because of bones? I mean, because the trash is right behind us. There we, we could, oh, Okay, there we go. I'm done. You put the cup in there. It still goes on the That's good. table, though. It is the boneyard sure. for that. Got He's got bones? Oh, wow. That's yeah. You got a bone to pick, Brian? Yeah. You got a... And he threw a fork in there on accident. Ladies, Brian has plenty of bones for all of you. He's got a bone for Here's the deal. I look at Brian, right? And you know what? He's got long hair. And we were mentioning this on The Long Way. But you know who else had long hair? Adrian Paul in Highlander, the series. Did he? 
You know who was an absolute stud in Highlander Endgame, the feature film that f- featured both Connor McCloud and Duncan McCloud? No. It was Adrian Paul because he cut his long hair okay. into short hair. All right. Right? If he wasn't already a stud, oh. Highlander Endgame, I mean, put him there, like, immediately. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. um, you know who else? Who? Uh, Jacob in Twilight. New Moon. Uh, Taylor yeah. Lautner. He had super long Indian hair, right? God damn this fly, dude. I'm gonna fucking... You're dead, man, wherever you go. Uh, Jacob in in Twilight. He had yes. that long-ass hair in the very first Twilight, and then in the beginning of New Moon, and they go to the movies, and they're just saying, he's like, I'm really hot, and I feel sick, and I need to go home. And the next time she sees him, he's like... They're standing in the cold rain. She's like, what is your problem? And he has that Caesar cut deal going on and he's shirtless and just ripped with his chest hat i mean even i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm not attracted to men i wouldn't have sex with a man i don't think i could go through with actual like sex with a man but like there are men that are like fucking hot you know what i mean right exactly you'll be like i get it he goes from the long hair to like ripped in the rain and she like touches him and she's like you're so hot it's like yes yes he is <laughs> he's warm to the touch because he's a werewolf obviously and, well and that's also but, the only reason he was in that movie because he, he's oh, exactly he's actor. exactly and i'm just saying you know in in when when daniel met rich the movie comes to blu-ray or you know uh, uh, uh streaming you'll have to be in the state if you want to watch we're only going to get limited release for the theaters when oh, we yeah. do release it um th- th- i can guarantee you there's going to be a scene where we go to find brian and his hair is not long anymore and it's just going to be cut short <laughs> and i i swear to god you're going to get late he's eight not times excited at, at the prospect by like eight different if you don't leave that night without with an std we won't have done the movie right okay so Future goal, start exercising, Brian. (laughs) Future note, you know, I'll come back to this and I'll look at it. (laughs) Get ripped! (laughs) I'm just saying, he's like... (laughs) Nice. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, don't cut cut your hair for the longest time for us. You can cut your hair for the movie, okay? Let's show him. Let's show him. Yeah, come over here, Brian. Here comes Brian. Here comes Brian onto the video. Because your hair is so long. It's just like, it suddenly looks like you're... I'm going to move this. We want a better profile of you in the shot. Look at that. Look at your... I mean, you got the facial hair and stuff, but I mean, it's very long. It's luscious in the back. I mean, it's... Well, yeah, sure, obviously. But you're going to be so clean cut in the movie that it's just going to be like, wow. spicy. uh, Team team Rich? Team Daniel? Nah. Team Brian. It's going to all be Team Brian. All I team Brian. It. I appreciate the Look gift. at him. Oh, he came over here and uh, gave mm-hmm. Rich a gift like he gives everyone else every episode. Uh, he gave me an Irish rose. Appreciative is is the word of defining yes. what we do and who we are and how we feel right now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, So, hereditary. Sorry. So, yeah. I put liquor in my sweet tea. This episode's brought to you by Revel Stoke Pecan. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Well, it's not. It's not anymore. It's an empty <laughs> bottle. Anyway, this is this is the point where the movie gets into the uh, demonic possession and the whole horror aspect of the movie because mom starts going to a support group for survivors, people who have lost loved ones and are still dealing with life. You know, people who have lost kids, parents, whatever. You know, they lo- they lose loved ones. Yeah, 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 they yeah, need yeah. some support kind yeah. of thing. 
And she starts getting into it with a lady who is a medium that is able to summon her dead relatives. So she starts summoning her daughter. And we hear, start hearing the tongue clicking and it just gets weird. Yeah. Was that predictable to you? That was predictable to me when she started doing the magic and she was like, I know how to do a seance. I was like, nah, bitch, you're a witch and you're in cahoots with her grandma who was obviously there was something wrong with that woman. I suspected, but I didn't have it nailed down. Mm-hmm. I was like, this lady is way too insistent to just be a survivor and yep. wanting to support other survivors. Yep. So, yeah. Turns out lady was a plant by grandma who belonged to a demonic cult that was trying to summon King Paimon, the eighth king of hell. Hey, Paimon, if you're listening. Yes. Shout out to you. I'm going to create a mobile game called Paimon Go. <laughs> Where you just walk around hunting <laughs> for kings of hell, <laughs> right? collecting riches. Kid, kid kids to just unfortunately, you just have to sacrifice your children's offspring to it. Oh my god, you just hunt down kids to like <laughs> put the spirit of Paimon in, and you just like it's gonna be weird walking around naked <laughs> in a park. <laughs> Why is there a naked dude staring at the playground? <laughs> He's holding up his phone and clicking. And then the kids on the playground go. Oh, for those of you who haven't seen Hereditary, this this bit might not be working. But if you've seen it, this bit is gold. I'm just like, I saw that 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 naked guy in the closet that was just creeping us oh, out. Yeah. And he was like smiling all big. And yeah, I was, was just wondering why like... he was smiling at the funeral. Because he was at the funeral for the grandmother at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's in a suit and he's just smiling at the granddaughter. Just Yeah. All super creepy. Yeah. And he, his, the look on his face doesn't change. He comes back at the end of the movie and he's butt naked in a closet just staring out. That guy's next role is going to be as a as a titan in attack on titan the american version yep they're gonna blow yeah. him up on a green screen and he's just gonna be like yeah they do the live action if netflix does a live action movie of attack on titan that dude's gonna be in it as a titan because he's pretty much nailing it starring creepy naked closet guy from hereditary nice i love that that's his credit <laughs> No, that'll be his name. That's obviously his name in real life. I mean, that's got to be what it is, obviously. I got to check the credits and see if it is actually Naked Guy in the Closet. You know what I did appreciate, though, is that he was, uh, the the dog kill was subtle, you know, because um, they don't, they don't like, start the movie with, like, and it's like, the dog's dead, oh, no, like, you know, horror trope. Everything's gone wrong. There's literally so little more, and he's walking. He falls out the window, and he stands up, and you, and he's like walking past, and you can see the dog's carcass on the ground, and that is it. Yeah, I didn't even. You I didn't did, see it. it. Didn't even register that the dog had died. To I gotta me. say, like the creepiest shot of that whole movie too is when the mom's decapitated head just floats. Yeah, and it's dead silent. There is yeah. not one thing to be heard yeah. except for that body just. Woo- yeah. Going up into the treehouse. Yeah. The mom gets possessed, kind of, or just goes into a, like a trance and then bam, is like bam, bam, floating bam, bam, around. Bam, bam. And I think Pyman was in her at that point. Defying gravity and could be. That might be the case. I don't know. After her head rolled when she yeah. like sawed off her own head. She with sawed the off her own head with a garrote. He falls out the window. And her the, head he drops. jumps out the window. He's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. just saw his mother float in the air, saw off her own head mm-hmm. with, like, piano wire. But the head doesn't and he actually. Over and there's, like, three naked people staring at him and smiling. Yeah. 
But he also, like, the head doesn't drop and roll until after he runs out the window. Right. And then the spirit of Pyman falls. Right. Plus, she was doing all that creepy demonic shit in the first place, like crawling on the walls yeah. and, like... Yeah, she's doing the whole creepy horror movie bit of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, gravity does not apply to me. Right. And then I liked it when they go in on that scene, we get the exact same shot of like the dollhouse thing where like yeah. from the beginning of the movie and several times through they're showing it from this exterior because she for a living, she models miniatures yeah, and she models them after her own life. And they zoom in on it like you can see, like, you know, like you're watching it as if they're all happening inside of a miniature. Yeah. And then in the very last shot, like, uh, or at least, you know, as we I don't want to call it act three, but it's like the final, you know. Um, yeah. It's like the Death Star run of the movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it zooms in on him. It's the exact same shot, but she's sitting up in the corner, and you can barely see her. Yeah. I mean... So ugh. it turns out throughout this whole movie that Grandma belongs to this demonic cult that worships King Paimon, who is trying to get out of hell. He's the eighth king of hell. And he's trying to get out of hell, and so this cult is trying to get him out of hell because supposedly whoever conjures him and brings him into the world is rewarded with vast riches riches beyond imagining like yeah whatever that could be the the picture in this book that they have shows him the conjurer of paimon sitting on a throne on top of a mountain of gold yeah so they're trying to you know get rich fuck bitches pretty much right by summoning this king devil let's hope they adjust for inflation yeah let's hope He's like, well, so, I got two dollars for all of this. So grandma, what the shit? grandma is doing this, and when her daughter first, she tries with her son, mm-hmm. and her son ends up schizophrenic, and he ends up killing himself because there are voices in his head that won't stop, and he blames his mother yep. for putting him there. Yep, yep, yep. Now everybody in his life thinks that he's crazy, and in all actuality, he's speaking the truth because mom is doing this. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about that fucking miniature dude when um she puts it in um when she puts the spirit of Paimon in Charlie the girl first? Yeah. Um but there's that miniature of her like walking in and trying to help breastfeed her granddaughter. Yeah. That shit was her putting Paimon in yep. uh Charlie was that her mom allowed this to happen. Yeah. Like Yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, I think what I think what it was was that gr- grandma the lady whose funeral is at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. She's trying to summon Paimon into her son. Her son goes crazy and kills himself. Yeah. So then she moves over to her daughter and is trying to put it in the main lady of this movie, mm-hmm, Tony mm-hmm. Collette. Mm-hmm. And phenomenal actress. Pretty much succeeds in making her a vessel, but not actually getting Paimon into her. Uh-huh. So. She's saying that she has issues with sleepwalking and everything, and I think it was Grandma doing all this, you know, sorcery and shit to turn her into a vessel. So Paimon can possess her for little bits of time while she's sleeping and do fucked up shit. This movie is, like, technically very, like interesting yeah from like a technical view oh absolutely they do not say out loud it's not like an end of the movie where you know the villain's like and then i did this and then i did this no yeah. you have to figure this out for yourself and yeah. watch it more than pretty once. much you watch it you go what the actual fuck and yeah. then it's stuck in your head for about a week yeah and then you just kind of come around on 
oh, this, oh, like, oh the, yeah. Oh. And then you remember little things like, oh, he was a trickster. That's why when they threw the book in yep. the in the fireplace, the dad exploded. Yeah. And not the mom. Yeah. The mom, in an attempt to stop all of the spirit work in the house, tries to burn the book that was the child's finest possession, mm-hmm. happiest possession, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's trying to stop the spirit from coming around by burning this book. And when she puts it in the fireplace initially, her sleeve catches on fire. And it won't go out until she puts the book out. Yep, 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 yep. So she's trying to convince her husband, hey, throw this in the fire. I'm going to be immolated, but it will stop all this weird shit from happening. And he's like, well, I'm not going to burn the book. I'm not going to set you on fire. And so she grabs it from him and chucks it in the fire in like this act of bravery. And instead of burning up herself... Mm -hmm. Dad gets emulated exactly, <laughs> it's and so she's funny. just looking at him with this look of abject horror on her face. Right, because she was ready to die. She was like, "I'm gonna die when you do this." So and then just her, do it. and then her face just wipes blank. Yep. And she's from this point on possessed. Then mm-hmm. this is where she can start doing the, you know, I'm floating in the corner shit. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna silently spider crawl across the wall to get upstairs and all this. The son is asleep upstairs, by the way, while all this is happening. Yeah, because he knocked himself out at the freaking <laughs> yeah. school. I mean, do we need to give a play-by-play of this really Not anymore? Because really, no. I mean, like, you know, because no. if you've listened thus far, this movie is totally 100% worth watching, even Absolutely. though we've, like, you know, uh, uh, analyzed. Yeah, we've and, spoiled the fuck out of it, uh, but it's still enjoyable. You'll still get that uh, oh, yeah. unsettling, You're creepy still, vibe. Oh, my God, there's so much to this the movie. The end of it will still make you go, what the absolute shit yeah. when you're watching it. It is, a, it is a roller coaster right there at the end. Yeah, but either way, I'll put in, like, timestamps. Too. Yeah, anyway, my, uh, Brian, will you make a timestamp? My my for... second to last note was what the actual fuck, and then my last note on this movie was attic bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and that's another right. movie trope that really. <laughs> oh yeah, things really ending in the attic. Because Ew. what is in an you attic? Set it for forty minutes. Brian. What is typically in an attic? Typically, my attics have always been full of boxes of shit labeled with whatever's in the box. Okay, like collectibles packaging or. Books from college or whatever, whatever's in the attic, it's, it's in true. A, it's a the attic is filled with cardboard boxes or just bullshit that is packaging for other stuff. In movies, it's always like old furniture. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. still a nice, neat, wide open space. This time, it's grandma's decapitated body. Yeah, this time there's a body, a headless body sitting in the. That was cool. Yeah, explained I all thought. the flies around. Uh huh. God, it was so fucking weird. It's it's unsettling. I definitely watch it. The movie is highly unsettling. Hey, yeah. um, set it for thirty eight thirty. Actually, Brian. Now, uh, after you do that, can you go ahead and pull up YouTube for us? I, what am I looking up? Kill shot by Eminem. Have you heard of this, no. Rich? No, I've not. Eminem replied to Machine Gun Kelly. Oh shit. Yep. The time has come. And then I think we should have a little conversation about who who kind of won, you know? Neat. Like, I mean, chicken. Can, yeah, no, you should eat chicken because chicken is like the best. Neat. And it, I think it's suiting that, you know, for the 20th episode that we're eating this because it's just, mm, it's too good. Chicken. You know what I mean? Like, I can't not eat chicken. Mm, chicken. Mm. Especially Popeyes. Dude, I did not have Popeyes for like the first 18 years of my life. 
actually no, like first nineteen. I think the first time I had Popeyes was actually with my wife, and mm, your your mm. experience with Popeyes is probably similar to mine. And yeah, the, the majority of the front of your life was either KFC grocery store or KFC. Yep, it was. It totally was. Yep. Yeah, and for the longest time, there wasn't a Popeyes anywhere near me. Yeah, now there's one like. On the way home to my no, house. No, no, seriously, there is. That's where we got it. It's because it's, like, right around the corner. And I was explaining to Brian, like, when a Popeye's is this close, yeah. you don't go to another Popeye's, even if they don't get your your, yeah. your red rice and, and black beans, yeah. you know? And he was just, like, it was so funny listening to him saying, like, you know, um, it's, you know, that's okay. I mean, we don't really need a, we don't really need to get flagged on YouTube anyway, because if we play it out loud, we probably will get flagged. Fair enough. Um... But if you can at least put it on for uh, for Rich to see, and then I can chop it up later. Yeah. I'm we not really worried about it. Um, I mean, we could embed the link too, obviously. So, I mean, kill shot is just let's. Where's the? Uh, will you turn up the audio? And make sure the sound is up on this. Is, it, is audio coming through this? I would hope. Let's see. Is it going to come through? Got no audio here. Uh-oh. Probably coming through the uh, headphones. To the. No, really? Interesting. That is the audio. All right, here we go. I mean, we gotta we yeah, gotta like chop it up anyway. So here comes the YouTube on the phone. Yeah, right. I got the new phone. And I cut it up. I mean, when we listened to MGK last week, when we listened to Rap Devil last week, I just I turned it. I mean, I edited the shit out of that anyway. So it's your it's your reaction. It's over. MGK's not gonna reply. He already said it. He doesn't think it was a good reply. Um, he said it was more of a leg shot than a kill shot. He doesn't think it's going to end his career, and I don't think it will no, either. No, no. But um, it's it's launched his career. Come yeah, on. I mean, Go if anything, kid. right? Mm. You know, um, because there's three in progress. Begin phase four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's funny because they say these things to each other. Like he calls, like he talks about uh, Eminem reading a dictionary and calls him a dweeb. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I had to blow up fly off my mic mm. that wasn't cool i didn't even think about that before i did it i've been drinking mic. alcohol um and then he calls him a little goof on mm. on kill shot and i'm like these are kind of like somewhat endearing things like what if they're just uh-huh. like you know like don't forget we're just playing don't right. forget we're we're just you know like when we do the evangeline lily yeah um thing you know like i know you're just kidding you know what i mean and we shoot these back and forth Right. I mean, you're, you're. I know how you feel about Evangeline Lilly. You shoot it at me. Oh I've, no, I only, I only mention it to fuck with you. Yeah, exactly. It right? doesn't make her an excellent actress or anything. It, yeah, and I've already said, you know, like that. I also and think. I mean, to be fair, she could she's be been better. In more shit than me. Yeah. So <laughs> right. And then I'm over so here. I can't really talk too much it, shit. Exactly. We're just playing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When they're making millions of dollars doing it, we can guess for the rest of our lives <laughs> whether or not they're playing. Exactly. I don't think they are truly, but it sounds like they're playing in yeah. some of their verses, which is pretty interesting. But yeah. now, I think Eminem, technically, now here's the deal Eminem is still the, the rap god for oh, a reason. Yeah. He's Definitely. still, you know, he is still the undisputedly best rapper of all time until further notice. Right. And. For that reason, um, you know, this rap was better. I still think MGK insulted the fucking shit out of him. Oh, absolutely. In, the, in, in Rap Devil. For that reason, diss-wise, I think MGK won. Um, r- rap skill-wise, no one beats Eminem. You know what no. I mean? 
if it's a battle of skill, Eminem won. If it's a battle of insults, MGK slaughtered Eminem. You know what I mean? Like, there's no going back on that. Well, I feel like. <coughs> Honestly, I kind of feel like it's a draw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mainly because Eminem's got 20 years of public eye history that can be targeted. And MGK went after all of it. He did. He went after it brick by brick. Mm-hmm. He went and tried to tear down the castle. And really all he did was a, a little damage to the outer wall. So true. And the thing is, is that in in that response, Eminem, the main thing that he is putting across there is that, bitch, you're too green yeah too young you're too just a, small yeah to even come close to touching my feelings yeah so true whereas if i really took the gloves off you would be absolutely devastated probably crawl into a hole and never touch a microphone again it's yeah and i think eminem is that's what eminem is saying mm-hmm. in there is that i respect you as a rapper enough to not destroy you but realize that you're getting a pass. Yeah, basically. I'm not destroying you because you would weep and not stop weeping until Very your true. heart stopped. Yeah. I mean, because there's, you know, lyrically, um, I mean, or at least not lyrically, but like uh, skill-wise, technically, no one can come back at Eminem if he like, I feel like Eminem could have done so much more in that, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, he really could have. Absolutely. Eminem could just. He had the kid gloves on. It's true. He did. You know? So, he had the sock and boppers instead of the punching, mm-hmm. uh, the boxing gloves. You know what I mean? So, uh, in that case, too, I mean, there are also worse things now that I think about it that MGK could have addressed. You know, he could have, you know, um, said something about Eminem's issue with pharmaceuticals in the past. Because, I mean, Eminem almost died. Right. Um, from from taking too many fart. He almost OD'd on right. on um, I don't know which ones, but it sounds like he probably took all of them. But probably, uh, you know, MGK did not. Despite some of the low blows in the in the song, you know, it was more of a topical thing and not a I'm going for the jugular right here. So well, no, nobody was going for the kill. It's true. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the... Uh, because no one wants to get sued. I think that's kind of the uh, the ir- the irony behind the title of the song being Kill Shot. Is that he, you know, he... MGK eviscerates yeah. Eminem in his song. He yeah. does. He goes for it. He does. And Eminem, He doesn't hold back and that's and why it's got Eminem's so much value. Eminem's response is still just kind of like, yeah, okay, slick. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Because in the long game, in comparison, you're still just sucking at the teat. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've been producing milk for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, phase three engaged. Begin phase four. We'll see what's next. This, this is all designed right. to boost both of them. Watch, watch MGK get on. Both of them are going to be on the rise. From Eminem's going to go on Kamikaze Tour, and MGK's going to be his frizz opener. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, do you want this thigh? Because I took more than I thought I would be able to handle. Oh, I'm, I'm about done? tapped out right it, now. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm getting there. Put it back uh, in there. You know who probably can't eat it, it though, is Brian. Oh, no. Brian? You taking it? I already have. Oh, did you... 
get more? Yes. He just had a sixth piece. Brian. Yeah. You, you, I'm you, a big boy now. Brian, Brian needs to put the meat on. Okay, fine. Well, I'm he, just going to put this thigh, this thigh back on my page, my plate and just not do that. I just have to We can put it back in the my box later on. I've got to build the meat so that way gonna, when I actually start working out, it gets all go. nice and toned and all muscly for you guys nice. in the video. It's true. Oh, That'll yeah. be really good. Oh, yeah. oh shit! That's, he's changing buttons. Ooh, yeah. He's just clicking around. Well, I mean, we can't be held accountable for well, what hey, happens this episode. It's the twentieth, and I'm. I'm gonna drinking. put that other. I'm gonna put that other monitor up today. Oh, so that okay, that's Brian can have some visibility over there of what we're. Seeing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, because you setup, put up. Yeah, the, our setup is. Yeah. Janky, I feel like you know what I see the shot. You can take that down, Brian. We don't need to see ourselves because we're yeah, constantly we looking up at it. Like right now, like we keep looking at ourselves. Right. Like it's hard to not do that. Is look at ourselves when we're talking. Right. Whereas it's easy to kind of avoid looking at the movement. Yeah, yeah, it oh. is. So, and we get to see the cool backgrounds on my on my background. I'm like this is. Yeah, I'm moving plates around because I like my microphone in front of me. But this is a screenshot wanna... from the closing cinematic of Bioshock. Oh, is it? It's a baseball with a bunch of little. It's a big daddy. It. It's a big daddy. It's doll. a big daddy doll. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, the girls in Bioshock are, um, they're kind of taught to be enraptured with the big daddies because okay. they're on drugs. Fair enough. They're on drugs and they want more drugs and they get the drugs by drinking the blood of the addicts that they drain. Now that's sexy. I know, right? That's the. Mm. the I think that's the easiest way to simplify Bioshock. I've not played it, and that is just the best explanation. All right. <laughs> Did I just like, yeah, Bioshock? Just, yeah, you kind of just yeah. went on Bioshock there. Yeah. But I gotta say, now I want to fucking play it because it's like, wait, what? The story of Bioshock, outside of it having just the most wonderful aesthetic and setting. Is God, we are talking really nerdy we really this episode. Are. That's okay. It, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, but no, everyone, I think every, I think Bioshock is a game that everyone should definitely at least give a shot. And it sucks because it was almost a movie and it didn't work, but we talked that, about that on one of the Negasodes. Yeah. But um, just outside of the setting, the story is just phenomenal it's wonderful when you can have a setting that is just you know like game changing in the first place let alone having a story that you're going to remember until the day you die right so everything about it it's just basically like what if there was a utopia what if it was underwater what if you gave them uh, basically uh uh magic powers magic powers were powered by meth and then they ran out everyone went crazy killed each other and now it is a dystopia and you have to get into the game if you want to fight everyone else. Sexy. Cool, cool balancing in terms of you want to choose the endings. You can choose to save a little sister and get some some Adam. Adam is basically the math. It's like the sauce. Um, okay. And then the more Adam you get, the more you can buy, the more powers you can have. Um, you can choose to save them, or you can choose to kill them by literally like cutting them open, taking the slug that um, eats Adam within the little sister. And using okay, that, so the so you can have so more the powers slug and be is like evil. A parasite that gives you the abilities and everything for taking the drug Th that I know of. It doesn't really explain it that well in Bioshock, but I know that when you choose to be bad and you kill the little sisters when you save them by killing yeah. the big daddies, which are like bosses in their own right. Yeah, they're like mini bosses all throughout the game. Right. But when you choose to kill them, you see the slug, and okay. then you you know. So I can only assume that there's a slug inside of said girl. Nice. 
That sounded wrong in the <laughs> wrong application when you think about it, Brian. Fair I don't enough. know why I'm looking at you, you weirdo. Don't look at me. Why the so, fuck are you looking at me, you so fucking sick bastard? I'm sorry. You made sick it motherfucker. You need to turn on your... This is a lot better to look at the camera. It is. Because it's oh, I did turn it on. You remember to look at the camera and it do is. that. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't... I'm I don't more care. confident looking at the camera than I was with a confidence monitor. Right, because you're just like looking at your dumb self Weird. up there yeah. on the TV. You're just kind of yeah. like, I'm a piece I do like of the shit. idea of the uh, notepad up there, though, for Brian to tell us things not necessarily have to. Oh, yeah, like stop looking at the yeah, confidence monitor. Pretty much. Or something. Like, look at the camera, you dipshit. Uh, you know, thing. Cody won't let me get uh, uh guest of the show. Cody won't let me get a baby Bjorn. Okay, well, his wife will let me get a baby Bjorn for their mini corgi, Foggy. Mm-hmm. And, well, all corgis are many, but um, maybe we could get one for mm-hmm. Zelda. And put it like on the wall, and then just hang up Zelda, and then we look at Zelda for the rest of the show on the wall. I I found a Halloween costume for Zelda online. Yes, you did. That somebody put on their Chihuahua, and basically what it is is the collar of the Chihuahua is a platter, and then the Chihuahua's front legs are the legs of a clown that is holding the platter. So it looks like this clown walking around with a dog's head on a plate. Which is hilarious. It's hilarious. I showed it to my wife. She found it hilarious. And that is the only type of costume or clothing that I will allow on a dog. Because I am extremely against clothing on animals. Yeah, don't dress animals as people. Okay, you can give them people names. But I love you so fucking much right now. <laughs> I'm holding his hand. Okay, I'm going to move the boneyard for everyone to see me holding We're his holding hand. Hands. I reached over to just, just I want him to <laughs> feel my just my endearing love of how much I fucking hate clothes on clothes dogs. On yeah, it, but in the meantime, I am going to show you a picture of uh, uh, Lana. Um, <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that we have wives and girls love and it happens. dogs exactly, and clothes. Right? Yeah. So even if we object... The ladies are on board, and we just kind of have to tolerate, go with it, roll on. It's true. Oh, man. Did you see this? Oh, it's not there. Never mind. <laughs> well, but did you see that? Yes, I watched the How to Destroy the Did you guys, I watched it without audio, Did though. you guys see the Pokemon video that I tagged you in of, like, the dork doing the Pokemon yes. stuff? Did you... <laughs> And he uses lightning. Pika pee. Yeah. Fork yeah. Thunder the, fork. He puts a fork in the toaster. Uh, my wife was fuck. dying. <laughs> He's like, fuck. That Anyways, was ridiculous. Do you have this picture? No. Uh, dogs do not belong in clothes. Animals do not belong no. in clothes. And yeah. it's like, it's, I don't know. They look uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, you have fur. This is why, you know what I mean? Like, well, the unfortunate thing is with as a boxers, joke, maybe, boxers are extraordinarily sensitive to temperature change. So, unfortunately, because I'm a boxer owner, I have to have coats for them when it's especially mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they have, they have next to no fur on yeah, them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very, breeds. very short hair. They're adorable. They're precious, but very short hair. And um, so I have to have coats for the boxers, even though it, I despise looking at them in their coats. I have to put it on them because they'll freeze otherwise when they go outside to pee. I also have to put shoes on them. 
if it's hot or cold, if I'm taking them like for a walk downtown or something. I mean, there's oh, she got doggles. Yeah, there's doggles. Doggles are also kind of necessary. Those are cool though. Just because of the. Just they because of the sun. Really are. I can't find the right picture. Um, Here in Denver, we get more sunshine than any other city in America. Yeah. I just so can't. So you find need it. sunglasses. Your pets need sunglasses. I just can't find it. In I'm fact, you can, during the eclipse this past year, we can let the dogs out during the eclipse in case they looked up because they might go blind. So I had puppy pads down for all the dogs. That's all that matters. Yeah. It was good times. Anyway, what was the other stuff that I had to bring up? Oh, my wife texted me this this deal with uh, expensive sheet sets. She found, uh, she goes on shopdisney.com yeah. where you can find all the stuff that's in the parks and everything. So they, Smart lady. Yeah, they'll sell everything online that you could buy in the park and so we go to the park and we see all this cool shit and then we'll find it on Shop Disney and take the photo of it so that we're not weighing down our luggage when we come back with so all these, smart. Super, with so all these smart. souvenirs. Yeah. And I said, we buy them all at once. And then the last day, we put them in a box and ship them home. And she was like, well, better yet, let's piece it out through the year and purchase them throughout the year on the shop Disney. Makes sense. And then, you know, we're not blowing the wad at once. We can blow it over time. And I'm like, that's even better. Let's do that. It's the best idea. That's absolutely the best idea. So she's shopping around on there. And uh, my wife does a lot of the online shopping, and she'll take screenshots and text it to me and be like, I love this lipstick, or I love this shirt, or I love whatever it is that she loves. And I will respond with whatever the price tag is, and I'll be like, for $175, it better love you back. That's always my response. Whatever she texts me, she'll be like, I love this set. For that much money, that set better love you back. I think she's getting tired of hearing it. I'm not Pretty sure. Pretty much. But I feel anyway. the same way with food, you know? Because um, yeah. we were looking at like a bunch of restaurants today, me and uh, the wife. And like when you have, uh, you got to get a certain amount of something. Yeah, out of your. I don't care if it's lamb heart tartar. I'm not. If it looks like it costs a hundred bucks, yeah. I I might literally th- like eat it. That was delicious. Throw it back up, mm-hmm. and then be like, nah, yeah. I want my money back because a right. hundred bucks. Who does that? Who yeah. who spends that much money on food? That's all yeah. I'm saying. Can, uh, mm-hmm. Just keep in mind, whatever you put into your body, whatever food you eat, yeah. Everything on your plate is either going to be future vomit or future poop. Yep. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's kind of that's how it is. Yeah. It's the same it's the same realization I had when I realized that in Rogue One as Darth Vader is just tearing up rebels trying to get the plans for the Death Star back and he's going through and they're running ahead at that exact moment Luke is more than likely going to Tashi station to pick up some power converters yeah <laughs> oh man well his daddy was slaughtering people all over the yeah. galaxy while he was growing up though and he never knew it yep you know yep Oh, he was probably, you know, target shooting Wampa rants in the canyon, and they're not much bigger than two meters. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> kind of a dick thing to say. Anyway. Still, though. So, but yeah. So, you know, anytime she texts me stuff that is expensive, I always respond with that. Well, she texts me this sheet set that has Mickeys all over them. 
This sheet set for a king size bed was $185. Oh. On sale. Oh. Regularly, this sheet set is about $250. Oh. What size bed do you guys have? Though? King size. King size, okay. Yes. Now, the thing is, is that sheet sets are typically, for king size, they're mm-hmm. typically around 80 to $90 for a decent set. Okay. Any cheaper than that, and it's like sleeping on a flannel shirt. Or, you know, it's just not as comfortable. So the more expensive the sheets are, the typically higher quality, higher thread count they are. <laughs> Exactly. Do you listen to Aziz Ansari? Okay. By the way, the comedian, because he has an awesome uh, uh, sheets uh, bit. Uh, bit. Yeah, where okay. he he talks about the sheets and you know how he wants to confront the people that make the sheets because it'll say like advertise sheet count, and then there's a website where they actually count the threads. Oh my god! And there's like, and he goes on here and he'll be like, advertise thread count two hundred eighty five, actual thread count. 75. Yeah. If this was a drug deal, I would have shot you. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so funny. Nice. All of his, well, his first set of stand up, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, expensive sheets. Yes. So I'm looking at the, at these and I'm like, these might actually be worth the price tag. Does Mickey blow you? Perhaps. That's okay. what I was wondering. Cause I was also, like, are they fleece? Are they Jersey knit? Like what's the, Oh, they're like, they're like 1200 thread count. Oh, so yeah. those are probably, so they're decent yeah. sheets, and that's actually a decent yeah. price for that. The Egyptians are like, damn, yeah, okay. pretty much, yeah. So these are sexy sheets. I'm considering getting okay. them, yeah. but I'm just like, my god. Well, what why kind are of Mickey? So are, fucking expensive. Are they like what kind? They're Mickey of, what through they the ages. Like? Mickey. Oh, well, so they're black and white, but you know, you've got some Steamboat Willie, but then you've got some okay. like later 30s. Did you get that far in Kingdom Hearts too? No. Okay. I don't remember, honestly. Oh, it's been okay. so long since I played it. Because there's, there's a Steamboat Willie world. Right. Yeah. So cool. Nice. you got to play that shit. I got to. Rich, you got to. I got to. You has to do it. But, you know, I, I'm i going to move the PS4 out here so that I can actually game out here while the wife is. The wife is actually watching this Australian women's prison drama called Wentworth on Netflix. Okay. It's like Sounds familiar. It's like a gritty Orange is the New Black, grittier Orange is the New Black. I think I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like really big on Netflix. A lot of people are loving this show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I watched the first 6 episodes and it's good and everything. I just don't there's too much to watch. There's too much to watch and I can't really get involved you, in went You can't. Did you watch John Wick 2 yet? Not yet. You're saving it for platelets. Um, well, I figure I had the first John Wick for about six months before I decided to watch it. <laughs> so I might as well do the same thing with John Wick, too. Oh, you're going to wait six months because that's you what know, you do. That's fine. Yeah. That's I'll fine. wait eight months because it was about eight months since I got it. You know what uh, Brian was saying on his way over here? What's that? Is that he needs to watch that and get it back to you? No, he didn't watch John Wick yet, huh? I have not. Okay. But here's the weird thing. I've been having insomnia for the last three days. And I just thought on the way here, God damn it! I know what I should have done when I couldn't sleep. What yeah. should you have done? I should have watched John Wick. There you go. And also Fantastic Beasts. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Christy and I were just talking upstairs. That's coming quick, November. It is. It's yeah. coming soon. It's coming very, 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 very oh, soon. Yeah. Can't wait. It's exciting. It's exciting Can't things. Wait. So amped. 
How f- now, Brian, if, you're, if we're not going to have ourselves on the confidence monitor, you're going to have to keep an eye out for an hour 30. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. He's on it. He's okay. all over it. I just wanted to make sure. That you Anytime know. we mention stuff, he makes a note of it. Haven't you also, seen yeah. his notes? Come I on. mean, well, sometimes. Daniel, I try not to read them out Daniel, loud. Daniel, I got you. You got me? I got you. I got you, Don't babe. make me throw a potato at you. I got you, babe. Here comes an angry potato. Anyway. Uh, oh, so, I've had an exciting week. Long week. Yeah, same. Just irritating week, but... Same, but yeah. it's all like super drama that I can't talk about on the podcast. Which exactly, sucks. same thing. Yeah, exactly. Just a week full of drama that I really should not broadcast, right? unless I'm not uh, gonna. Well, you know, I mean, if you're kind of like running out, we could just end the episode right now because we have a big old nerd archive. We do have a big old nerd archive, and I think this was there a was, pretty sumptuous episode. Thing that I wanted to bring up on. Do here. it, do it, I mean, do it. Bring it up and bring. No, there's two things. Bring it hard. On my list okay, here. well then let's there's do quite it. Quite a few things. I bet we can fill it in. Um, so I've noticed. After recording the podcast, after a day of recording, I'll go out with the wife and everything. I'm like way more social post recording than I am any other point in my life. I have to 100% agree with you. I'll go to work the next day and just like have a load of jokes. Yeah. Just, I'm just way easier at making friends and saying funny. Yeah. Yeah, Now that I think about it, even at work, I'm like that. Yeah. I talk to the customers a lot. Boom. Yeah, like after after we ended last recording, I went out and got my my prizes for winning safety bingo at work. Nice. So, and we'll get into those on the nerd archive. <laughs> but as I was purchasing these things, I was talking to the salespeople, and I was like actually talking to them and engaging with them in a way that I don't do with anyone. And I th- I I directly hold this podcast and the recordings responsible <laughs> because it's like after that after i'm done recording and everything i feel good i feel like what i say has value and that people actually want to hear it and therefore i might actually say something mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. before i would just kind of stay quiet and not say anything because there's the voice in my head right exactly a piece of shit like, no that nobody wants to hear me talk or any of this I don't know what it is, but I yeah, I, I definitely feel the the effects of the podcast and talking because it, it, at the same time we're also kind of putting ourselves out there for everyone, you know. Like when we do this, right? We're also like it, it's almost the exact same as talking to someone in real life because someone could come along and just see this, listen to us talking, and be like, "You guys are dumb, you guys yeah. are stupid." But do we really care at the end of the day what they think? No, because we already have. I mean, we have over a thousand listens, right? And that is that's a big deal. Yeah. That is a big deal. Massive. We put in a lot of work. Yeah, and we're getting a lot of feedback like lots of just feedback. regular on the street feedback it's it's yeah. crazy and exciting it is yeah my neighbor might actually want to be on once he hears a few he right exactly he about it. that's pretty and then we're gonna get carter here for your good friend carter for uh, yeah. uh, uh a lord of the rings catch-up which i'm plowing through that book i'm trying so cool. hard it is not an easy read no i finally finished the the first of the tree beard section nice so i think they're about to find gandalf the white oh in the woods and then um that's where i'm at which is pretty much like halfway through the books yep and then i'm trying to like i really want to finish that before we have our lord of the rings catch up just so i can have an analytical view of the books versus the yeah the the movies you know which i have the extended editions of and carter absolutely hates the movies right exactly he is like this is horseshit. He feels the same way about the Lord of the Rings movies that I do about the Harry Potter movies. Okay. 
That makes sense. He's like, this is horseshit. This is a travesty. This right. is an abomination of the art form that J.R.R. Tolkien put out there. Right. And it's like, and I'm like, I thought they were cool. <laughs> right. I mean, I yeah, the they're, books, they're not movies. bad, though. No. no like, they're not. They're not. They're on not both bad series, on but, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, both series, the movies are good. At the same but time, though, I could better. see, I could see the complaints, you know, like, and I think one of the biggest examples I can bring up is that, like, when I was watching the extended edition of Return of the King and Wormtongue stabs Sar- Saruman in the back in the very, like, beginning of Return of the King, in the real edition, they just leave him there, stranded on top of his tower, and it's just kind of like, uh, this is supposed to be, like, one of the most powerful people in Middle Earth. You can't. Like, what? Like, it's little things like that that I'm right. sure, like, totally piss someone like Carter off, where he's right. just kind of like, really? Is that really? Really? But then there's also, you know, like, the smaller parts of, you know, the movie and the differences. But we'll get into that in the Lord yeah. of the Rings. I just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm getting real excited. Yeah, me too. Real excited it's going to be prospect fun. Of this. It's going to be real fun. Yeah. You know? Good things are coming. But good things have already come as a result of us doing this show, just yeah. in how I feel after the recording mm-hmm. the only issue is that we got to do it more throughout the week because the high only lasts about three days yeah, exactly <laughs> right break it up one day we'll get there it's we'll get there life soon is a little too so if you're listening thank you yeah thank you very much for enhancing <laughs> our lives and making us better at doing this and at talking to people and socializing and everything um and also Tell friends, tell people you think might be interested, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the more people that listen and the more feedback that we get, the better we get at doing this and the better we feel about doing it. Yeah, the better the show gets. The better it, everything it, yeah. all around improves. It's so true. I mean, because we've had a time from, you know, a, a, a couple of times. Well, I mean, what? There's four weeks in a month, right? Yep. Which means we've been doing this for five months. Yep. And we're almost, I mean, we're going on a half a year, which is like a big deal. And I don't want anyone to think that we're not uh, so, so very grateful. Um, yeah. Because that's the only thing we can be um, yeah. as we've come this far. But I think that the more, yeah, just the more feedback from here, the better the show gets. You yeah. know what I mean? Because also it's all about everyone that's listening. I mean, everyone we might be doing a lot of work on our end to get together and do this and like put together the den of bricks and like do all yeah. these things. But it's the people that come together and listen to it that help us grow this yep. so much. That's why it's really important for all of you, everyone that listens, Taylor, uh, all of my friends, Kevin, Joe, Cody, who participate as well as listen, um, yeah. all of your yeah. friends at work. Yeah. Everyone that comes on the show or listens to the show or downloads it, I cannot help but feel anything but gratitude. Yeah, towards yeah. It. You guys want a hug from us? So, you come get one. Yeah, because <laughs> all the time, we, ready for the hugs. We want to. We want to do this for you. Feeling kind of hugnificent right now. Just as bad as anyone might want to listen for us. So. Yeah. It's just going going so well, and it's wonderful to keep making friends as we continue to do this as well. Yeah, Steve Schaefer, I know you're out there. I see you. I hey, see you. Steve. I see you on all the metrics. I see you liking everything, Steve. Thank you for for you know. Steve, yeah. I miss you, buddy. Yeah. I haven't seen you in years. Yeah, years, my friend. Right. If you ever make your way out to Denver, you got a seat at this table, my you, friend. You you really do. So no, and thank thank you, Steve Schaefer, for for all the contribution you're throwing at us too. It's only Special big things. Shout out. It's only big things from, from... And thank you, Justin and Gary. Appreciate you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you. All of you so truckers much. listening. All of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for educating me on the gun debate. Oh, they told you? Oh, I got Did some education on that That's one. That's cool. 
Awesome. Yeah. Did you get yelled and at I'm, or no, no, agreed no. with? It, was, <laughs> it wasn't yelled at. It, was, it wasn't yelled at. It was, it was exactly what I want in that it was healthy. Respectful. Healthy, respectful dialogue. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's not that you're. It's not that you're wrong and you're a piece of shit. It's that you're wrong. You probably don't know any better. And here's some education for. And you. here's what which I is, think, which is what I appreciate. Yeah, take it know? or leave it. If it, you know, tell us how you feel. Mm-hmm. We can agree or we can disagree or whatever. But I think that's kind of the heart and soul of what's made the social media is so toxic. Since, yeah, right. Since the election, yeah. it's like everybody has turned. Into that extreme 10%. You know, Twitter is not much better than Facebook, but I'm going to say it right now. It is better than Facebook. Oh, absolutely. Facebook, there's a reason you can only type a certain amount of characters. If you're burnt out on Facebook, go to Twitter because that's what I did. I found Twitter to be just like a great place for small, quick thoughts. No one can throw a five-page dialogue at you. You have to like – or a five-page like soliloquy at you. You have to have a a dialogue with someone. You know what I mean? They might have to type a five-page thing, in which case you could read it or you can go away but the cool thing is that like they encourage you to say what you mean in a short amount of time you know what i mean and there there really is no like angry face liking there's like you can love it and you can shout it to the world and you can reply or you can report it (laughs) it's not you know um it's a really good place i think that would be a really good place if someone wants to say something on an episode twitter says every time we go live if you guys make a little twitter you go on that's a good place to come in and go Hey, here's a little thing. Boop, done. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're tired of Facebook, Twitter is really the place to be. So Yeah. It's bite sized Facebook, so truly. Right. right. I've just seen so many of my friends just, you know, like if you're a Trump supporter, I hate you and I'm done with you and you're getting removed yeah. from and I'm like, why the yeah. fuck would you shut somebody down like that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you be like, Why do you feel like that? Can you explain to me why Yeah. That is your viewpoint on this because I just lost. I don't understand how you can make that mental leap to get there Mm -hmm. and then let them explain themselves. Don't. And if somebody asks you to make that, you know, to explain yourself, don't just go, oh, you're a fucking fragile snowflake or something. Be like, well, here's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can you can agree or disagree based on that. And that's kind of a healthy dialogue there. It really is. But there's nothing to be gained from, oh, you support him? I'm out. It just doesn't help anyone. It's so true. Nobody grows in that situation. Nobody improves. <laughs> One guy went on my friends and like posted on Facebook. And he said, if you didn't vote, ca- all capitals, fuck you. <laughs> like, nice. I was like, wow. You're you don't know how many people you're talking to right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, yeah. it's like, well, if you want to burn all the bridges of people who don't vote, uh, don't plan on getting a lot of places because you won't have a lot of bridges to cross uh, rivers with. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. We love yes. you all. Yes, we love you all. <laughs> that was so... Just don't shut anybody down if they're talking. Like, I, I appreciate when racists or bigots or the misogynists or whatever, mm-hmm. I love it when they speak out on Facebook. I love it when they make themselves known and heard. Yeah. Because then I know exactly who they are. And I know how to avoid them. Exactly. Like that guy who went on. I didn't get a chance to point this out yet. I was watching a freaking news clip. 
for some reason, it was uh, a bill being voted on that they were intending on um, voting on making incest legal in, like, West Virginia, I think it is. And there was a fucking news reporter interviewing this guy on his porch. And she's, like, interviewing this guy, and she's like, so are you going to, like, vote vote for incest and stuff? And he's like, well, yeah. She's like, what? Well, don't you think, like... You know, don't you think it's, uh, you know, rape to have have uh, sex with a minor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, probably this might go down in history as, like, uh, things you don't say, like, literal things, like, worst things you could say in that situation. I think this is the number one for me is this guy gets asked, don't you think that's, you know, rape to have sex with a child? And this guy goes, I think it should be the father's decision. What? What the fuck? What? Yeah. So that guy certainly extradited himself from whatever social circle he was in. Um. Yeah. What? I think it should be the father's decision if a child should get raped. So there's a certain chunk of West Virginians for you. <laughs> this is on Facebook. This actually happened in real life. This what? is a guy. Yeah. I, I, my mind is This guy was strung out. You could tell what? this guy could not the have had an IQ. Shit. Uh, th- this is this is the kind of guy that like couldn't couldn't this wasn't set up a daily his internet show if he tried. Bit. This is an actual This news was report. on the news. This was an actual news reporter asking him. This is a him, funnier die. This is, no, it's not. This is a real human being. And someone commented below, like, this guy used to get haircuts at my mom's uh, hair salon, and he's not going to be anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this, well, well, we're going to have to ask his dad because it's his father's decision. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so that actually happened. Fuck. Man. I mean, it's, it's astonishing that these things can happen, but, you know, like, it... Uh, I, these I, people will die. These people will die, <laughs> and they will be gone. That's what I keep saying. Is like, remember, like, whenever you see these the main fucked reason up we're against views, immor- <laughs> all the racism, all the all the homophobia, those people are going to come and go. And y- you know who's going to thrive? All of us that live and love and teach our kids to love. Yep. Yeah. Or a lynch mob will come and get them. Yeah. One way or another. Ooh, yeah. Right. Well, that's what we should do. Is bring I think back. We got rid of lynch mobs back when we got yeah. rid of. Uh, you know, Jim Crow laws. And, yeah, uh, it yeah. still happens every now and then. Every now and it then. It does happen every now and then, but we should be lynching the right people. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, we no one, you know, we yeah. can't do that. Have you There's, read any Kurt Vonnegut? It's justice for a reason. No. Do you Ooh. have a fly swatter? I do. <laughs> we're, we're getting that, <laughs> we're getting at, that, we're getting that after, after sure. we're done here. But, uh, <laughs> but Kurt Vonnegut. No, Kurt Vonnegut described a lynching situation in one of his books, like... This black family was driving through Texas and they uh-huh. drive through this tiny town and they're trying to get out before sundown because they're like, this is not a town you stop in. Ooh. In the car. Wait, what is it out. called? The the book, I believe it was either Breakfast of Champions or Slaughterhouse Five. I okay. think it was Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> Both of those titles. One sounds like a good movie. One sounds like a bad movie. Both books are excellent. Okay, I continue. highly recommend Kurt Vonnegut. If you are not, so you shouldn't stop in this town. Is it like the green room kind of situation? Kind of, yeah, okay, yeah. So they break down. They're in the car, and it's like a 
it's a black family. It's the mom, the dad, two kids. I can't remember all the exact details, but uh, it's like it's like Get Out, but not clever. Yeah, so they're pretty much okay. they're pretty much kind of hunkering down and waiting until morning. They're Yuck. trying to sleep, okay, so they can get the car running and get out of town. And uh, tow truck comes along, sees the car stopped, and stops to, yeah, you need a help, you know? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, that'd be great, thank you, you know. And all right, and he stops and looks, you know, this tow truck looks at what they got and everything, and he was like, well. I don't have the part to fix you here. I'm going to run and get it. And he leaves. And they're like, okay, that's kind of weird. He's a tow truck. Why didn't he tow us with him kind of thing? And So he doesn't come back. A group of people come back. And they saw the dad in half on a barbed wire fence. <laughs> and put the two halves of the body at the edge of town and say... This is why you don't come into this town, Texas. Yeah. It was it was a very chilling read, and I am it's been years since I read it, so I'm blanking on a lot of the details. I probably got a lot of those details wrong. I apologize. Check it out. If that is not what the book is about. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, uh, was say are you getting somewhere with this? Because let's not end the episode. No, with I was that. we were talking about lynch mobs, and that just popped into my head. No, Slaughterhouse Five is actually about a guy kind of coping with PTSD and that he can travel through dimensions in time and space, mm-hmm. and he keeps going to a different world called Tremalfador, and he spends half his life there and half his life here. Hmm. Okay. So it's pretty. It's a pretty. It's definitely good. Big fan of Kurt Vonnegut. Everything the guy writes. Solid gold. Okay. So. Read Kurt Vonnegut. Maybe you can get now, him to be friends with you on Twitter, and then he can come to our first party with Jamie. That'd be great and, if he were uh, still alive. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying it out loud, Brian, because I was scared Maybe we too. can catch him in Paimon No, Go. it's like, oh, no. We'll bring the party to you, Kurt, wherever you are. <laughs> so thanks for listening to Daniel Merrick. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode about demonic possession in movies, eating chocolate bars correctly, us eating fried chicken, and episode number 20. How much we how much we love you guys for being here with us and listening. How much we appreciate you. It's like it might just be episode twenty. Here's to fifty and one hundred, but it's a big deal to us. It's it's a very big deal. Every time we every time we turn that second digit over another one. We're treating it like a milestone. So thank you for being here with yeah. us on it. And I know we have like we're obviously doing two episodes a day now and where, you know, we split them up. So hypothetically, there's a good way for people to get more listens. But a thousand. I mean, over. Th- I did not see that happening this quickly. I, I think I think that's a that's a huge it's deal. Awesome. And we couldn't have done it without everyone. It's awesome. Thank you very much for listening. Check us out on all the social medias and everything. Just Google when Daniel met Rich. It'll lead you to everything. Like and subscribe on Facebook, no matter how bad that frame rate is. Yes. In the earlier Like and subscribe episodes. on YouTube as well. The frame rate is fine now. Yeah. The frame rate's wonderful. Yes. So. A little choppy in the early days, but once again, we're learning. We're yeah, doing we're, this we're, we're, as we go. Yeah, exactly. And it's only going to get better. Get better, and better so. Especially with your feedback. So please hit yeah. us up. Let us know what we're doing right and wrong. When Daniel met Rich the movie. Yes. Coming in emails 100 likes. Emails to WinDanielMetRich at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. We'll so. totally respond to the yes. emails, too. So, absolutely. The we'll more emails we get, here. the more we can have email sections, email reader absolutely. sections. If you guys ask us questions on the email, we will totally answer them. You have a funny absolutely. question you want to ask us? 
Send that shit on email. That would Ooh, be hilarious. Yeah. We will pick one a week. Definitely. From now on. Send those awesome. questions. Yeah, example. Does Daniel have a third nipple? Does Daniel have a third nipple? Define, it's called Rich. Define a nipple. <laughs> define a He's nipple. He's sitting right here. Is what I wanted to say. I don't know. I was. I would have defined him as my second heart. Noise. Beating in my chest. <sighs> Actually, in his chest. His heart is like, because we're kind of the same. I keep There's, it deep within my chest. We're going to start spoiling Clocked when Daniel met Rich the movie if we go that much farther. So Let's not spoil the movie. Heart Thank transplants have nothing to do with it. I've been rich. I've been Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. He's Mr. Bulldobs. I'm Mr. Bulldobs. Bulldobs. <laughs>